Wings NFL. Now here's your hosts, Root and Y. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Woot and Why. Got the giggles. Got the giggles. Sorry, just I just saw that my tweet got a lot of got a lot of love just then. What tweet was it? All right, well, uh, to fill in the listeners, uh, we got a little bit of a late start on this podcast because we got sidetracked watching um, Survivor, the gripping television that <laughs> is. Seriously, Survivor. so grippy. Um, we've been long time fans. We love the bloody show. Um, Survivor for Tokyo twenty twenty. <laughs> just put it out there. Josh wants it as an oh, why just one entry. Why per wants country. it? As an Olympic sport, um, I concur. I'll second it if they... That would, like, and have it start right at the opening ceremony all the way through to the closing ceremony. Have the final at the closing ceremony. Oh, you know what? Instead of, yeah, everyone should light their torches with the torch. Oh, tor- with the Olympic flame. <laughs> oh, my God. That, this would be, wow, visionary stuff from us. We're in, we're in peak form. And we'll we're be right back early. after... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, after no. this break. <laughs> yeah. No, um, what, yeah, was your, what was your tweet? Oh, well, there was, there was an annoying pester. I think we both agreed on is not going to last. He's he seems just to be that. There's that one guy every single um, reality show. Reality yeah. show, really. That's just just annoys the crap out of everyone. His name's Nick for this the this series, and uh, yeah, um, what I say, I said Nick is the guy that no one wants in their group project at uni. Just says useless nonsense and can't do a bibliography. Hashtag Survivor Australia. But I, re- I retweeted it on the Wooten Y account. It's got nothing to do with NFL, but nice. more people need to see it. Mate, it's great. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, that's exactly what he is. Just that one guy that you just don't want anything to do with. Somehow he manages to find his way into your group and then just constantly goes, how about we do this? How yeah. about we do that? That just doesn't help. And man, always talks just... about Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan, <laughs> mate. Don't get me started on Hogo, CH, all the nicknames of Hogo. I'm starting for him. Uh, yeah, we'll um, we'll go, we'll talk about Hogo a little bit later because um, we'll mention him a bit bit later on in the <laughs> show. But yeah. we uh, look actually, let's just talk about it now. Last year we endorsed Blaine Gabbert as mm-hmm. the as you know the player of the podcast, as the cult figure of the podcast, and we we made this drop uh, for the great man. Blaine is a real American. Don't draft me. I'm gonna have to beat you for the next fifteen years. Okay. Beware of the QB. He will make it blame. Alright, so we made Blaine Gabbert our natural born leader of um, 2015. man of many talents. Our and international man of mystery. Yes, and it was a great success. Worked, However, well, worked wonders for him. Now, so we've got burger bets and there might be a bold prediction or something in there in regards to Chris Hogan. Just yep. spitballing here. Yeah, so are you sure you want... But I think we need to adopt a new man because it paid off for, for Blaine Gabbert. We can't hang on too long. I think we need to move yeah, on mate. from the Blaine plane. But we're not bandwagoners. We jump on off and the bandwagon. we need to endorse. We need a new man of the podcast. And I think Chris Hogan... I know you've been in for a while, but after that third preseason game, I'm in. He has all the, he has all the uh, requirements. Yep. He's I, under he's the in. radar. He's in. And we have an awesome theme song that we can build some sort of clip together. Uh, Hogan's Heroes, which we watched just before the pod, and I really want to watch the show now. Yeah, I mean, we so, went from Survivor to Hogan's Heroes. Heroes. What, and a, what a combo. What a time to what be a, alive. Oh, you took the words out of my mouth, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, no more Blaine Gabbert uh, in 2016. You will be missed. Um, so we'll still be um, supporting you from afar. Deep down. Yeah, just just in the shadows. That just drop may be played, depending on how well he plays. Yep. 
I think uh, we'll have to set the standard, maybe a multiple touchdown game, and then we can yeah. we start playing it. But look, so Chris Hogan is now the new he stood cult for figure anthem, of the didn't he? Who Blaine Gabbert? Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, the man stands, you know, head and shoulders above anybody on this planet. So apart from Chris Hogan, who now stands head and shoulders above all else. But anyway, it's been a it's been a big week. What a week! What a week for us. By the um, way, Hogo five receptions, sixty two yards in a TD. Good old Hogo. Average 12.4 yards. Hogo, my hero. All right. What a week for us. So much happened before even the college football game on Saturday. Uh, we met Marshall and Lynch on Thursday night. Um, that was... If people have seen the photo on our personal Facebook, and I did tweet it out as well, you lined up forever. Um, it was a huge queue. And then when you... Or, won, or you came halfway through and then just jumped in line. line. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Woot taking shortcuts. <laughs> Woot cuts. Um... Nice. And then you stand in the line, and the manager just grabs your phone, takes a photo, throws it back to you, and says, all right, move on. Uh, so half our, half the photos of the night are people not even looking at yeah, the to camera. Be, to be honest, Lynch is not looking at the camera. It was <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. Yeah, to be honest, he said, no man hugs. And that's like, I didn't even yeah, have anything was, to be signed. That's was, why I went. Yeah, he was yelling out, no hugging Marshawn, females only. Yeah. That was heard at uh, at the Marshall and Lynch yeah, signing. Multiple but times. It was funny. He was playing some cool music. I asked him to come and play for the Colts, and he leaned back and just went, nah, <laughs> which was pretty funny. And then he wrote some stuff on a Patriot shirt that we managed to um to tweet out and Facebook out, and that went viral because, um, yeah. you know, Patriots fans all over the world just get outraged immediately by anything. And then the total opposite of all the people that hate the Patriots fans love to do that. So (laughs) it was a perfect, it was the perfect recipe for someone that's not heard of. Like when he didn't announce his retirement and, you know, just ran away to Egypt and then (laughs) now he's in Australia. The guy seems like a myth. Yep. Like he's just, he's ridiculous. And I mean, I know where he gets his name from. The guy's a monster. He's an absolute physical beast. You're you're staring at him and you're like, I'm I'm so glad I'm not a defensive back or a linebacker or something that has to go head to head with you. And his interviews were funny. He jumped on a Channel 7 news reporter and then when he got asked questions, he asked Sam Burgess to to translate for him and then he said... By the way, ask a guy that can, you know, barely string a sentence together to translate. (laughs) Genius. Genius, Marshall. And then uh, asked about Sydney, he said, I love Sydney and I'm pretty sure Sydney loves me, which, you know, we do. So I mean, when they... At the Sydney game, the the Sydney game, the college game, yep. when they mentioned Marshawn, they nearly got a bigger reception than when the players were when the game kicked yep. off. Cult figure, they love him. They love him. Uh, and then you we wish had he was a cult figure. Yeah, and then we had our first inaugural piece on ESPN dot com, not just dot com dot dot au. We're talking the big boys in the United States we're of America. We're talking the Disney conglomerate homepage. Just, just crazy. By the way. For those that didn't know, Disney owns ESPN. That is correct. Hilarious, but yeah. it's great. Yeah, so we're talking front page ESPN.com. You know, when you log in, that was there. Joshua, Joshua Wooten, in case yeah. you know that's our names. And so the next step is to have an insider piece. <laughs> and uh, for people to... I do find it quite funny that we're on the homepage, but we still have to pay for ESPN Insider. Yeah, I brought that up and you just thought, you know what, you're right, that's ridiculous. It was just it was just madness, but uh, it's just, um, it's been a crazy week and all the feedback and um, people sending us, um, you know, sharing the article and wishing so us... So much love. Yeah, we, we thank you for the love and people that photographed us uh, during the game. By the way, people just taking photos of us. That was, that's, that's surreal. For that me. was surreal. That was like, really weird. Hey, look, we're looking at Wooten Yeah, Wye. it was like watching Wooten Wye watch college football. And I was like, this is weird. This, this is weird. This is so cool. I nearly stole a Hawaiian football. A Hawaii yes, football. Yes. Yeah. 
We'll get into our recap. Totally. Today, By accident. You, you no, walked, I was not paying attention. Started walking off with a football yeah. at the return. I tripped over a bag of ice on the field too. Yep. So, all that sort of stuff. But uh, before we get into recapping the Sydney Cup and our day and, and, and everything that went on, just a heads up about a uh, promotion we're doing for iTunes reviews and a edition of Madden 17. Yeah, sorry, Xbox players, though. It is, uh, it's a PS4. Only because we have PS4s and yep. we want to play... Yeah, exactly. So basically, if you leave an iTunes review from now up until say Monday of the fir- what's the, what's the day today? Tuesday. Good yeah. job. Let's do now. Let's just do until the season opener, Carolina at Denver. No, it's got to be shorter than that. They've got to get it and be able to play those games. Okay. All right. Well, let's do it this way. From now until next Tuesday, so a week from today, Tuesday night, it is the you have a week. Yeah, you got to enter week. it as many times as you want. Please, you, you know what? You can give us any star review. Just give us a review. However, just think about it. Be smart about it and yep. think. If you give us one star, are we going to pick you? All right, and we we're also we're going to do it in a lottery form. So yeah, of course. I think if you're very funny, very humorous, we'll put more entries in the lottery. Oh, I'm, I'm adding spanners into the works here. Yeah, so I mean the best reviews. Will I'm get talking. More I'm entries. talking Hogan references. I'm talking. Woot is awesome references. I'm talking about <laughs> references. <laughs> Don't just write beep. Or, well, anyway. or maybe do it. We can no, do it. I like do that. whatever we want. However, um, make, make it easy for us to contact you. Yes, please. Leave your Twitter handle or email address Twitter or handle or, you know, even Full if you... Full name and address? Use, no. <laughs> that's a telephone number. Something we can contact you with. Social no. security number, please. <laughs> Tax I wouldn't even number. know what that looks like. What's a social security <laughs> number look like? Um, yeah. So, even if your username is different to your Twitter handle or whatever, just drop your Twitter handle in the review or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then we can do it that way. Yeah. All right. By the way, whoever that one time said my voice sounds like melted butter or butterscotch or something. Yep. I still... Mate, it's really nice of your girlfriend to leave us at iTunes review. <laughs> All right, let's get in. <laughs> no, she said, someone must really like you out there. So yeah. Wow. She got cut. It's heating, <laughs> it's heating up. All right, let's, um, let's take a quick break before we hop into our Sydney Cut review. All right, Sydney Cup, Cal 51, Hawaii 31. Everyone that went saw a high-flying affair. By the way, smash the overs. We did it. 20-point difference, wasn't 63 that 63 and a half. That's just, I'll take that all day. Uh, high-flying affair. Uh, we spoke to uh, Connor. High-flying affair. Um, quote from our article. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, that's just from Joshua White, Joshua Witten on ESPN.com. But, uh, you know, we spoke to Connor and Ian during the week, and they mentioned a few guys to us. Uh D-O-C-M-E? I can't say his name. DSJ. They call him D. Um, Running back for a while. Carves it up. Huge game from him. Uh, Chad Hansen. Big game from him. 14 catches. 160 yards. By the way, coming to the next season of The Bachelor. Chad Hansen. What a stunning, stunner of a man. So the girlfriend asks, do you have photos? Like, you know, behind the scenes, whatever. And I'm going, here's the press conference. And then she's like, who's that? I'm like, of course you. Of course you saw that. That's my reflection. Cal was staying... 50 yards away from Pure Platinum, a uh, exclusive gentleman's club in oh, Sydney. Mate, I don't, I don't it, know what that is. After a win, Can you tell Ch- me? What Chad, is, what Chad is Pure Hansen Platinum? could have had him on a, on a rope, on a yo-yo, mate. He, stunning man, big big game. He had to get a separate flight home from oh, the ladies. Mate, he, he, could have had, he could have filled out the whole Jumbo 737 with a queue for him. Just a stunning man. Hope he hears this. Chad, unbelievable. Chad, man. come on the show, mate. <laughs> You're welcome anytime, buddy. 
Anytime. Um, but no, okay. Two catches away from a record for him too. As much as we enjoyed the game, we were still very much caught up in everything that was going on. Yeah, exactly. So even though we knew Hanson's having a blinder of a game, yeah. obviously we're not. You know, where our eyes are glued to the field, we're watching other things. Yep. Our you know Mexican waves. I'm taking photos with Polynesian families. Great Sorry, family. Not sure if Polynesian. Just saying that. No, they. But, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you know we're caught up in all aspects of the game. Two foot hot dogs. All the all the good stuff. Didn't realize that he'd caught 14 catches. Unbelievable. The guy went off. Absolutely went off. And even though you didn't think Davis Webb had that great a game. Stat-wise, stat he did. Dude, I'm, just... I'm completely on board. Yeah? I just Even I... though he didn't have that much, um, you know, it didn't look like he had that much oh, how do you, like velocity on his throws and things like that. His motion and everything was great. Yeah, I agree. I, I, he just his Four foot yeah his footwork could have just done a little bit better but it's the first game of the year for him and it's been a very his first ever game for the team yeah and yeah exactly it's been so long since he's played but I think he'll develop nicely but I by just, the way don't you find it so funny that it's like oh yeah it's his first ever game you know yep four throwing t- four passing touchdowns one rushing yeah that's ridiculous it's a great it's a great performance four hundred and forty one total yards as well just a huge game but look it was hard for us to to take in all the X's and O's on the field because we were tasked with recording the game day experience overall for ESPN. That was their that was their request from us from day one is and the to food... focus on the game day experience, not the actual game. Yeah, and the food provided in um you know the media area wasn't gonna eat itself, so we yeah, had to do true. our best yeah. and you know So look this morning you know, let's let's recount the day for everybody that um you know didn't follow us around with a GoPro yeah, right. but you know we hopped on the train I woke the up. <laughs> How many Barockers? <laughs> no, no. And look, we, we hopped on the train um, from, from Lidcombe Olympic Park. And the first family we see on the train is the family of, and I'm going to stuff up the name here. And I just, it's just so hard because it's such a, a long surname. But his name. I don't even know how to say his first name, to be honest. Asia Tonga Lava. Asia Tonga Lava. He's, the, he's uh, number 55, Sam Linebacker for Cal. Monster. And they were commenting on all the jerseys that they were seeing. And, and we were. We didn't have our media passes at the time, so they just assumed we were just your average fan. And we are. We are just your normal football fans as well. But we um, started that. talking to them and, and mentioning, look, you're going to see a lot of Jared Haynes jerseys and you're going to see this and you're going to see that. And they couldn't comprehend that people were wearing NFL jerseys to a college football game. Yeah, so then when talking to them, they were kind of just taken aback going, come on, man, like it, that's a Bills jersey. Why are you wearing that? Yeah. Like that kind of thing. And there was... Uh, we met, we mentioned in the article James Jonesing. Yes. So wearing a hoodie under a jersey. Um. So he was wearing a not green... a fan of it. No, I know you're not. It's a travesty, fashion wise, and Mate. it was hot. It was a hot day. So when it was, um, yeah, when it's a day like that, the sun's out. It's a beautiful day. You're wearing a hoodie underneath an NFL jersey. Don't know how that man. It's peacocking as well. Like you're just trying to show that you own an NFL jersey. Just, if if you're cold, put it underneath. You un- underneath your hoodie. Guys, you don't have to show off you're wearing right a... now is just ridiculous. Just, I don't it's get like, it. Oh, look at me. You I have a jersey. Um, it's just stupid. Yeah, so then... Uh, sorry, who were we talking By to? By the way, our friend Doyle did it. So, like, I'm not just having a go at people. Like, he, he yeah, wore yeah. the exact... He wore a Tebow and James Jonesy. So, he did the double here. He, he's basically the personification of our article. But anyway. Shout out to Mitch. What was I going to say? You've, no, yeah. Who who said it to us when we were talking about the, the whole... The variety of NFL jerseys? It was... Um, and they said that it was um, like wearing a high school jersey to the NFL. To the NRL, the rugby league. Yeah, it was one of his family. Are you sure? Yeah, it was. It was, it was his uh, his cousin. He had the knee brace on. That's it. Yeah, 
also because he wore the his cousin had the knee brace too, so there must be a issue of like chronic knee injuries. Hereditary in knee yeah, injury. So, but they they were awesome on the train, and they just perplexed by the jerseys. And then sort of as we're walking in on Olympic Park, the tailgates on the right. There was a sign up the top for... I feel sorry for anyone who attended Olympic Park that day for the Gluten-Free Festival. Just poor organisation by the Gluten-Free Society. Stop saying festival. It's a, it was an expo. Oh, whatever. It sounds like, you know, there's a whole... Oh, damn it. There's so many people here. I would have walked up and if they asked me for, for like, a entry fee, I would have said, no, this is gluten-free. <laughs> I thought this is a free gluten expo. <laughs> wow. <Well, laughs> How nice of them to put on a college football game for the expo. Yeah. It's <laughs> just terrible. No. So we're walking in and there's just hanging jerseys everywhere and yeah. they're just pointing them all out and I just feel like, told you. And they just start cracking up and, and we just kept seeing them throughout the rest of the day. Yep. Before we actually got in the stadium though, um, we handed a a, uh, a flyer. Yes. We handed a flyer to, you know, only the hottest um, party coming up in the next six months. Six months? Yep. Yeah. Yep. That fits right. in. So I think it's. Uh, I think the party's on the sixth of February. Seventh. Seventh. <laughs> God, I'm doing a good job of promoting this. Sorry, man. <laughs> the party job. starts for for me on the sixth. Yeah. I'm just going to be super. Getting pumped. on it. Getting yeah. on it early. Getting on it. Um, the Luna Bar. Billy working hard, working overtime. Yeah. It was shoved into our hands. So good job on the young lady that was um, yep. handing them out. Taking, so. you know. Not taking no for an answer. Yep. So just, you know, pretty much just ramming it down our throats. Yep. I think we were offered one three times. Yeah, well, good. So it's good. Awesome. Good Great job. job spruiking. Yeah, so Billy, who's on the flyer also, give him a call if you want to go. But it's, yep. it was awesome. It yep. was just awesome and to then, see that. And then, you know, we, we head down. We meet we meet up with Laurie and, and the TLA guys and our mate Julian from ANZ Stadium. And, and we get our passes. And, and then we see the puppeteering man that is uh, Raz, whatever his name is, the, the, the puppet guy. Um, and he was just going off, and and we had to interview. What this was an e-draw in a crowd? Absolute crowd, absolute maniac too, a good kind of maniac. Um, she's been a Hawaii maniac. F- That's when that yeah, job should have played. Great, great drop, but we don't have it. Um, so he just he was just pumped up, and he he came all the way from Hawaii. He was going to Michigan next week to follow the team. He's been going for them since 1978. So huge fan. And then we headed up to the tailgate, and look, I know a lot of a lot of criticism from from people that it wasn't an authentic tailgate. And as we say in the article, and what we've said all along is we can't, at ANZ, you just can't pull up a car and tailgate anywhere. It's just, it's not a practical idea. I know some people went to a park nearby and did like a barbecue and a thing, but if you're only there by yourselves, it's not really a very good atmosphere. I mean, I lobbied hard to have a similar one to what they have in Buffalo. And um, (laughs) those that don't know, definitely look up what goes on in a Buffalo (laughs) Bill tailgate. His butt. I got to start doing squats. That's essentially what happens. Yeah. So that's a good drop. Um, thank you. Yeah, no. Um, tailgate was great. I didn't mind it. Like, it, it's not a tailgate per se. It's just a pre-match party. But the atmosphere in it was good. Like, I've been to ones there before NRL and Origin stuff. But I don't know. I found that environment so much. And it was so... But at the same time, it was so good to be around Australians going, it's before 10 o'clock. And Let's I'm holding beer. three beers in We're my hand. smashing down this some cores. So anyway, they're doing the cornhole game. That was cool. That was cool. Yep. Um, a lot, a lot of cause um, merch being handed out. Yep. So by the end of the day, when everyone's you know rocking in their Cal and Hawaii gear, wearing all their cause, um, they had the, the they had the wall lines. Yeah, they're cool. They were cool. We need to get some of them for the Luna Bowl, I think. And um, yeah, they had bacon and egg rolls and music, and, and it was just awesome to see a whole wide range of jerseys, which we touch on in the article. There was a guy in a Justin Forsett. Cal jersey and we tweeted that at Forset and he loved it. He retweeted Forset it as well. It. 
Um, plenty of Tebow jerseys. I think Eugene Monroe Jags jersey was a personal That was that, that was, was the most we random. Saw that and Shout just out thought. to that guy. That is a true fan right there, or just an insane person. Or you know, completely picked yep. it up in bargain bin. Yep. But shout out to him for wearing it. He intercepted it on its way to Africa. Um, Joshua Kip Cribs brown jersey as well. I thought that was pretty insane. Uh, a girl had that on with a matching Browns hat, so that's um, poor girl. That's dedication right there. Tebow was a popular jersey. I saw like eight different variations of a Tebow jersey, I think. I saw a Florida, Patriots, Jets, Broncos. I saw a... Uh, did we see a baseball Tebow? <laughs> we may as well have. The guy's a living legend. What yeah. can I say? Craziness. Madness. Didn't see a Philly one. That would have been magical. A Philly Tebow. We did not. That was one that we didn't see. So, you know, we the, the tailgate was pretty good. So we... Uh, yeah. Uh, and then the post-game tailgate, tailgate was fine. Yeah, it was fine. And yeah. people just rocked up and then there was, all right, admittedly, the music was a bit yeah. unusual. But then yeah. by, as the night went on, the music started to change and get a little, a little bit, better. bit better. And they had the AFL on and we got to watch the Swans just pump Richmond and the Bledisloe was on as well. So, like, that's fine. It was just a good sporting atmosphere. Everyone was on a high after a huge day. And it's also good when you're slamming down cans with Alex Danaki, the former UH punter himself. What a great man. Just chilling out with us. By the way, he's staying awesome. in the same area as he me. Was. He was. Um, I tweeted him yesterday. Yep. I said, you know, of all the cities in the world you've traveled to, you know, punting for Hawaii, how does Campbelltown rate? And he said it was up there. It's he said he didn't mind it. He said the missus kind of liked Campbelltown, which says a lot about the great man. And a lot about her. Great. Just a great She's couple. Great, great people. Great people. So, you know, it was just the, the tailgates were fine. Like, they were they were good. They weren't, look, they weren't the true American experience. I know. And if you want that, you have to go to America, yeah. unfortunately. But there was, a, you know, it was a good atmosphere. Everyone was having a good time. Yep. You didn't see any fights. There weren't even, there weren't people stumbling around. It was no. all well monitored and everything yeah. was, everything was awesome. It was awesome. And then, obviously, we went into the stadium and it was funny. When we finally got into the media section, we didn't have a clue where we <laughs> Where right. we were supposed to go so or where let's we were just, Let's just back it up a bit. Let me just back it up. Okay. We're with okay. Laurie, yep. who's been around this thing for a yeah. little while now. Didn't know where he was going. So yeah. didn't feel bad at all. I was like, mate, if he doesn't know where he's going... Blind leading the blind. I don't feel bad. Then we walk out and then, you know, there's all the serious Laurie media was, people. Laurie is supposed to be on the show to defend himself here, but because he's out drinking, we can't... We're just going to hammer him. Nah, crazy. <laughs> but the, the big man... Big man... <laughs> I'm, I'm bigger yeah. than him. Um, yeah, no, he uh, had his draft the next day, so yeah. he was backing up from a big college de- uh, college game day yeah. to uh, he his had fantasy a, draft. Yeah, he had an interesting... Uh, they worked out their fantasy draft order from picking players out of a hat from the game, and whoever scored the most points, fantasy points from that game, actually got the pick order. Very creative work by the uh, Fox Sports team there. Uh, Laurie Horish, Mel Dinyansky in a Gronky Gronk Gronky Gronk jersey, and he had a Gronky jersey, Gronky yeah. jersey. But he he ended up one yard short, and that stuffed up so many putters too. <laughs> um, I was lucky enough to get on earlier on the week, nine, minus nineteen and a half. So I was okay, but a lot of my other bets minus twenty and a half. Wasn't happy. This guy, two thumbs up. You were right. By nineteen, I had him. Yep. Well done. Well By done. the way, shout out to the bookies. God, they're good. They got it well. They got it really close. God, they're good. They got it did well, except with the line, the total. First, so first game of the year. Half. Good luck with that. Um, so, yeah, look, we got to the media section and then sort of set up. And then we actually ended up down on the field um, taking some photos. We got to meet Ian, who we chatted to for our preview, and he was great with some really good stories. And Coach Naoli, who we kept bumping into throughout the day. The By the offensive way, Coach line Naoli coach. might be the Greatest coach in the world. He's the champion, and his offensive line played so well. He's he's such a good coach. Like he just knows, and he knows that his unit's so good. Like 
Yeah. He, he didn't brag about them. He still yeah. referred to the team as a whole all yeah. the time. Oh. But he knew that what he'd done for like you know for he that team, have, that offensive yeah, line. He couldn't have prepared his offensive line any better. Yeah. Yeah. And even and Cal acknowledged that yep. they, um, coach, Rolovich. Rolovich. Yep. Um, yeah. No. It was. It yep. was all. Everyone had stated how well the uh, offensive. Hawaii offensive line played. Yep. Despite them, you know, getting blown out in the end by yeah. twenty. Yeah. And it was just turnovers on special teams and a couple of fumbles, and that that really turned the tide in, in that game. And and you know, Ro- and Roller was missing a guy too. Um, it was it came out. He did tell us that three got sent home, and then it got actually reported a couple of days later that. You know, a couple of Hawaii players got sent home for some troubles during the week. So he could have had another offensive lineman who was a starter as well there. So it could have been even better from him. But we just kept bumping into him, and he's got good stories to tell. And we were on the sideline. It was just an amazing atmosphere to be on the sideline, watching them warm up and watching the players come out. You know, Hawaii, the giant surfboard and the flag. And when they sung the anthem as well, man, I got goosebumps. Well, Our anthem sucks so much. The American anthem is the best. I know, it's great. Even the New Zealand one. I love the New Zealand anthem. Um, my top three favorite, American. Yeah. New Zealand. Yeah. Uruguay. Wow. Uh, mine's By the way, we're going to play out the epi- the podcast with the Uruguay National okay, Anthem. Great. More work for me to do. Thanks, Wood. That's it. Appreciate Can it. Can I mention one thing? Yep. So we're about to walk out the field. You, myself, Laurie, yep. we're all walking out on the field at the end of the game through yep. the tunnel. We're like, And you are walking right next to Laurie. And I'm like, mate, I'm going to run. I'm going to pretend that I'm running out of the tunnel here. Yep. So we Moron. then... Sorry, you and Laurie go. Oh, this looks like fun. So you both did it too a little bit, but no, we took two steps. You know Sorry. when you're like, you know when you're a kid and you're like, all right, let's all jump in the pool together, and the and one the one, well, guy one step into the pool, buddy, yeah. is in the pool. Yeah. All right, yeah, and that's uh, so we just sort of pretended to jump in the pool while we fully jumped in. Sorry, mate, I was I was out in the grass, yeah. and then. No, well, it didn't make it the whole way. And then we were just like, hmm, why are there police guarding it? Then all of a sudden, all the Hawaii players <laughs> run in. <laughs> and we're think in the Simba tunnel. Stampede, Lion King. Yeah, I think <laughs> Lion King, movie one. Yeah. But um, yeah, <laughs> then we see uh, see big man, big coach, coach again. again. Just kept running into him all day. Just a great man. Loved it. Um, yeah, that was when you nearly walked off with the uh, football two pre-matches. We found the game, game ball and you were just... <laughs> they threw it over next to me, so I picked it up and we were just like, you know, yep. I'm a professional footballer holding it, yep. doing the typical Luton Wise style theatrics. Yep. And then, so we're like, all right, let's go back to the California side. So as we're walking, you just go, mate, you're still holding, holding the, ball. the ball. Had to run it back. Had to run it back and then dodge past the cannon again. That Didn't mention the awesome. cannon. The cannon, quite a few people were scared by that. They loved it though. It went off from Wagga. They went to Wagga to get it. I know. We thought Amazing they brought it sense. over. Uh, so did I. Oh, you just said we. My bad. <laughs> um, All right, let's get to some real stuff. Pardon? You want to get to some real stuff? Yeah, in a sec. I just want to say one more thing. We also met Justin Twell, friend and listener of the pod, um, in the corner on our way back into the game, and uh, it was good to meet, finally meet the, the great man, um, rocking his Inside the Pylon t-shirt. So we got to meet Justin Twell, and uh, yeah, it was. And that was when we got some tweets from people, I think... Uh, a couple of people tweeted photos of us uh, while they were in the stands, which was um, pretty cool nice. pre-match. I wish we stayed on longer, but we had to go back and get some yeah. get some work done. And we met some really good people as well from the media. I wanted um, to say that um, it was so nice meeting people that had actually um, you know listened to the podcast or spoke yeah. to us on Twitter and stuff, and that had come up and said hi. Yep. And uh, introduce themselves to us. It's good to get a face to names. That's yeah. happening a lot this week. But yeah. I mean, it's it's a great. It thing. was awesome. And that for us, that was like you know, because you know, we've only been doing this show for th- for three years, and we we're not really media people. This is just an independent podcast, and this was a perfect opportunity. You know, an American football game in Australia for us to really put our feet in the water and, and get accustomed to 
to being, you know, in the media and it was just a great day, you know, in that media box is a lot of people that we, you know, made friends with now and, and, you know, the guys at In The Pocket, another podcast and um, I think there was another, Mick, I can't remember, I think he's at Mick Sport News is his Twitter handle. He's a friend of Charles as well. So that was awesome to meet him and, and a few other people as well. So we had a really, really great day and, um, you know, that was topped off by the, the post-match press conferences uh, we sort of missed the start of the Hawaii press conference because we were speaking to Coach Naoli uh, again. And, um, <laughs> yeah, but Rollo kept a positive attitude. You know, was, you could tell he was a bit heartbroken from the loss. He, he really thought that they'd had a good chance to win that game despite what the bookmakers thought and everything like that. But the, the Cal press conference, uh, I think I nailed the question of the day. All right. Early on, the yeah. mood was very serious. Yes. And... As much as, you know, I wanted that question to be asked, yeah. it just didn't seem like the the. I don't think right it was time. worth asking the losers. I think you could only ask the question of to the winners. Of course you could only yeah. ask the question of the winners. However, even when the winners, California, yep. were talking, yep. it was still... A lot of serious stuff. Very serious. And then as right before the end, why slips in our, our kind of poll outvoted question. Yep. So take a listen. Just how did you find the atmosphere different from back home to here today? You know, it's interesting. Um, it's a, it, first of all, it's a big stadium. I mean, it really is. And it's, it's a little further away because of the, the nature of the stadium than maybe a, you know, our, we're accustomed to. A lot yep. of the stadiums in the United States, the sidelines are right on top of you. They're more yep. vertical than they are kind of spread out like this. But, but I, thought the, I thought the crowd was great. I thought they were into it. Um, you know, it seemed like a great environment. You know, when we're playing and, and these guys are playing, we're coaching, we're pretty focused on on, uh, on our jobs. But, you know, at the end of the game, I had a chance to look around a little bit, take in some of the atmosphere. And, you know, really, it was fun. It seemed like people were having fun and enjoying yep. the experience. And you know, I know our players were. Would you come back? Yeah, we'd, yeah, we'd definitely come back. Would you like to see more college games come out to Australia? Yeah. Like yeah, no, I think that I'm certain that there will be that this won't be the, the the only one of this. I mean, this will probably be more uh, more college teams. I'm sure will come over in, in the future because again, it's such a it, it just makes sense on so many different levels. And it's such a great opportunity to you know to experience something that's you know, so different and, and special. So uh, yeah, I would I would anticipate you know, this becoming an annual event. Any of you taking Vegemite home with you? You know what, I am definitely not. Okay. <laughs> Noted. Hey, I understand it's very healthy, but it's really not. And delicious. Not my flavor. <laughs> <laughs> I had some chocolate Vegemite on my tomato. We did. We did, for, we did for a while. I don't know if anybody can top that question, but if you have time for Thank you. another one or two, anybody? Yeah, thank, thanks to all of you for the experience. It's been great. All right, there we go. Sneaky. Nailed it. Sneaky bugger. Nailed it. Um, even the uh, Cal Bears guy said, I don't think we can top that question, sir. So. Thank you. I'll take it. Take your raffle tickets. I've won the prize. That's a, that's a feather in your cap. It was great. Um, ANZ Stadium tweeted it out as well afterwards, uh, the quote. So it was, it was fantastic. So just topped off a really, really good day. And um, I hope, hope, hopefully everyone that went really enjoyed it. 61,247 people there. Honestly thought we could have got a little bit more, but um, I'm happy with that crowd. And it sounds like if you just listen to that audio, that, that Cal want to come back and the Pac-12 just signed a deal with Fox Sports Australia to show games, you know, college basketball and college football and things like that. So the interest is going to be at an all-time high. And I, I, I can imagine, you know, Connor mentioned to us that it's probably going to become a regular fixture. I think from all indications after that game, it's going to be 
a uh, regular fixture and we can't wait for it to be a regular fixture and be there every single year for it. Um, it's just fantastic. Mate. It's been a great week. It's, it's been, a, it really has it's been full on. The timing of it's a bit unfortunate because it's, del- it's hampered our NFL coverage. And it's we're hampered to... our NFL coverage. It's hampered our fantasy preparation. This yeah. is the least prepared we've ever I mean, gone into a fantasy, fantasy draft. Season. Absolutely. And By we the have way, to cram all these pods that we normally spread out last this time last year, into like seven days. So we're going to turn out a lot sorry, of content. Speaking of that, yeah. we have to get something out in podcast form for fantasy. For last minute drafts or something. Okay. Can we do anything? Well, we'll try and find time. People, if we can't, Chris Hogan. <laughs> Just draft him. Round 15. Yeah. Probably, yeah? <laughs> yep. Is he going undrafted? Yeah, probably. Sh- shouldn't he? Guys, <laughs> yeah. pick up a gem. Last <laughs> round. Yeah, so it's just been a great event. I know, look, I know the stadium ran out of beer and it was a bit of a controversial thing. But look, you know, you, it's the first ever game of this nature at at ANZ Stadium. I know they should have been prepared and it, it, it is. We're not going to not, not criticise ANZ, ANZ Stadium for that. But overall, I think they did a great job in terms of getting the game day experience and the game day vibe because the hot dogs were popular, the atmosphere is really good. Hot dogs were popular. People were just lining up. up for hours. Oh the, the announcers that would read the play call about who caught it for how many yards and, and showing the third down, I think it educated a lot of people. people. By the way, people that were complaining about that. Yeah. No, I like that. that I, thought, it, I thought that was good. It's it's what happens all across the country yeah. in the States. Yeah. It, I, yeah, perfectly guides what's happening in the yeah. game, so you don't lose track. If yeah. you can't see the screen, what that yeah. you know that has the downs and stuff on it, yeah, exactly. It's great. No, I think it's good, and it, it, hopefully, it, it churned out a whole new breed of of educated sports fans, you know, football <laughs> fans, like because there was kids there and things like that. Hopefully, these kids want to play now, and it just builds the game and grows the game from a grassroots level. And um, I think I think Cal and Hawaii did a fantastic job, and the atmosphere was great. And I think it was just everyone had a good day, apart from lining up for about an hour for beer. But apart from that, that'll be fixed next time. You, you live and learn from those decisions. Ken, is there, has there been, you know, a reason behind the beer shortage? Or were they just not prepared? Australians for the... are alcoholics? No, but like <laughs> people not prepared for the length. Or I they, think so. They didn't realise the day was going to be so hot. Or all combining factors. I think it's a whole range of just little bits because and pieces. There, and there's it just... been an AFL game at ANZ, hasn't there? Yeah. And that game goes for a similar length. Like, yeah, it does. I, I'm, I'm not sure what it is. I, I just Maybe it's because ANZ Stadium is never actually filled by NRL fans. <laughs> when was the last time they got 61,000 at wow, ANZ Stadium? Of... The, the NRL Grand Final? Origin? I don't know. But, you know, it's great. It's great. It's great for the sport. Mate, taking. I am taking shots. Taking they loved shots. it. I took. A, I did. A, I did a tweet um, pre-game of like when people were there watching the warm-up and it was all the empty seats and I'm like, oh, already more than an NRL game. And people loved it. They embraced it. Great stuff. Anything more on the Sydney Cup before we hit into some uh, some NFL stuff and some news? Who do you think's more likely to come back? I think Cal actually. I to be honest, if they came back next year, I yep. do think you'd get a bigger crowd. People would already have gear, so they'd go back. Yep. The and merch then, lineups were crazy too, which I did not expect. And it wasn't just, you know, going into a game, you don't go, or, like, obviously there's going to be people that just go, cool man, Hawaii, yeah, I'm going to go for Hawaii, whatever. But people just, you know, getting really behind both teams. See, if I was as as uh, sad and pathetic as it sounds, yep. Hawaii, all the people we spoke to and bookies alike said they were going to get pumped a bit. And we thought, you know, that the line was 20, well, I don't want to be rocking around in a Hawaii jersey if they're going to get yep. smacked, yeah? Yep. Even though we're showing support, we're friends with, yep. you know, the coaches and stuff like that. Yep. It's, uh, you know, I couldn't imagine, I didn't, 
anticipate seeing so many Hawaii jerseys. Yeah. You, you'll be surprised how many fans there are. Because they've had a lot of Aussies play for them. Yeah. That's why. But and it was good. I think Pac, I think Cal are more likely because it's the Pac-12 and they've just signed that deal. And they're a very progressive conference. They've taken basketball to China and all that sort of stuff. So I can imagine that would be the, the more likely Spreading scenario. Spreading the Cal brand. But if Cal, yeah, if Cal come back down, that's that's awesome. Um, I'd love to see Coach Dykes bring back another team. And they had a lot of young wide receivers and things like that. So you'll get a lot of repeat players that are used to Will Hogan in. be back? <laughs> Hogan. Hogan, sorry. <laughs> On your mind. Hanson. Hanson probably will be back. Um, Hanson Hanson hasn't toured here in a long time, so... God, I love Chris Hogan. All right. He's, he's the <laughs> you man just love the white, You just love white receivers whose surnames start with H. Let's, let's end on that note That's and get, it. let's get into some news. Woo! All right, Chris Hogan. <laughs> Chargers signed number three overall pick Joey Bosa to a four-year, $26 million contract. Finally, finally, they... They better chickety-check themselves before they wreck themselves, Cotton. They didn't wreck themselves eventually. Both signs blinked. They well, finally, we'll see if they wreck themselves. Yeah, they finally agreed. Adam Schefter reported the Chargers agreed to give Bosa the largest upfront signing bonus in franchise history of $17 million in exchange for offset language. So eventually they, you know, one gave and the other gave as well. Um, we said that a month ago that they should have just done that. But anyway, so Bosa, so, um, Bosa yeah. has 13 days to get ready for week one after he skipped the entire off-season program. But he did go to OTAs and all that sort of stuff. So he has had a good feel for the defense early on. And apparently he's been working out on his own um, to try and get ready. Um, Alex Danaki mentioned to us from some, spending some time at a higher state that Joey Bosa is a bit of a madman, a bit of an insane guy, so I can imagine he was preparing and, and going nuts, getting ready for the game. Because we told him what they should do. Like yep. we we had the foresight to see, you know, this is this is how to remedy the situation. Yep. We're taking offers from franchises to um, just be closers, international know, closers, smooth out deals and stuff. Like, well, we're bringing in the Aussies. Yeah, we'll bring them in. International peace, NFL peacekeepers. There we go. We could do that. But finally, like it's just been the. And most annoying saga. I don't in know football. how much it's gonna hurt the Chargers. They'll be fine. They, it, really, he'll be right. It, it's preseason. It, what he would play like what? A couple of snaps. I know they're valuable snaps in week three and stuff like that to try and get a good feel for the NFL. But what if he gets? If he doesn't have a great week one and then he's fine and accustomed from week two onwards, he'll be right in the mix for defensive rookie of the year. I don't think it's gonna be that big of a deal. We've seen. Rookies- what about? Okay, so it comes to the end of his contract. Does this? Bad blood linger? Nah, I think they'll, they'll move on from it uh, when they need to renegotiate. Mm-hmm. Oh, he might be a bit of a pain, but who knows? I'd be a total idiot. Oh, yeah, probably, but I'd that's go. so far away. I don't I'd even put, want to think I'd about put, it. I'd fill my end of the deal with just ridiculous offset language. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've seen like rookies and stuff that have been injured and things and missed preseason and start like week one and be fine. So I don't think it's going to be that big of an issue. So we'll wait and see how, how that pans out. Paul Kruger. Yep. Released by the Browns, just money saving. Just they're just cleaning out every corner of the every corner of their roster. They're just cleaning it out, just smashing smashing it out. I I wouldn't mind seeing him join the Colts. We need pass rush bad. I know he's not as efficient as he used to be, but okay. all right. So his um his hit this year was going to be what eight point something mil. Yep. And what is a good number for the Colts? Because think about it. Like all right. So if he he st- he wasn't good for the Browns last year. Yep. Do you? Oh look, he was he wasn't great, but their whole Team defense, wasn't oh, of course. Yes. Yeah. However, yep. Do you th- do you see like okay, he's he's kind of just a name. Do you see him improving the Colts defense that much? 
not that much, but we don't have any like we don't right, have so any pass rush I, whatsoever. I know, I know. So I mean, Paul Kruger doesn't offer that much pass rush. No, he doesn't. But he offers more than than what we've got at the moment. All right. See if if he was rushing Philadelphia's defensive line, wouldn't fret one bit. You don't think? No, not worried about. I'm him. not sure. I think he still has it. All I right. So then, if you're th- if you're saying that, how how much? Five million you give him? Yeah, for one season, probably. Yeah, why not? All right, and if he doesn't offer anything, I mean, Terrence Knighton got offered a four and a half million dollar oh, one year deal. Got cut. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> but do you want Paul Kruger to take up five mil that could, you know, roll over? No, oh, that's tough. Look, I, I just need, I just think we need something on our defense is absolute tr- travesty right now. It's terrible. Where'd Freeney sign? In Atlanta. Damn it! So I knew he signed somewhere. I yeah. just I can't believe he missed out on him again. Oh, it's all right. But Bring I him just, back. Like he had four and a half. You know, he. You know, had four and a half sacks in 2013, then had 11 in 2014. That was and then his he, big year. Yeah, and then he had two and a half last season. But the Browns' defense was terrible last year. It was just a tire fire. How but good were those I two and a half sacks? I, like, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't surprise me if Kruger actually gets back up to being like a six, seven, eight sack guy. Like that wouldn't shock me. But I just think the Browns are just absolutely just cleaning out the house and moving on now. And and they will get would mate the, the speaking of the money ball people that are in the building. Yes, and we'll speak about that. They just traded Andy Lee in a seventh-round pick for to the Panthers for Casey Redfern and a fourth-round pick in 2018. So Andy Lee is someone that they acquired for a seventh-round pick last year, and now they've just traded him for a fourth-round pick. Moneyball. So they, they traded him yep. for a seventh-round, then they traded him and a seventh-round. So, yeah, they traded for him. Yep. It, they gave up a seventh-round pick for him, and then they've traded him and got a fourth-round back. Who so, I've... I never, ever would have thought I would have seen a punter trade. Well, it's the same guy. He's been traded twice in back-to-back seasons. The guy's a legend. Maybe teams think they're acquiring popular radio host, Andy Lee. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Offers a lot. But, yeah, it's um, it's not a bad... Like, people are like, oh, my God, a fourth-round pick for the Panthers for a punter. But that, if you watch the Panthers play in the preseason, punting was, like, a huge concern for them. And when you have a strong roster like that and you want to, you know, shore up what's obviously a weakness, I know it's only punting, but, you know... So, by the way, it's, this I've lost all concept of how valuable a pick is now. Ever since the trade up to get a kicker from the Bucks, now you got punters going for fourths and you, Barcavius Mingo for a fifth. Yeah, and then you've got you know <laughs> like you've got the Broncos not willing to give up picks for quarterbacks when they're in desperate need. We'll get to that. How smart do they look now? They look anyway, smart. Yeah, <laughs> it's just. But my goodness me, yeah. craziness! It's craziness. But the Panthers. The Panthers needed a punter. They got one. The Browns, now they, they're just cleaning out whatever they can, acquiring as much picks as they can, building on a young roster, and they're going to just keep building, developing picks, taking players. But they need to make sure they start picking the right players. I think Will Brinson tweeted out a list of their first-round picks over the last eight or nine years, and it's just an absolute tire fire. It's an absolute mess. It's, Wait, who do they pick this year? This year, they did okay, Corey Coleman. It's a new administration, so going forward, they'll be okay. Coleman looks but, like a... Like a boss. Yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be a stud. Um, Especially if RG three stays behind center. Yeah, exactly. Bold bold prediction coming. All right, let's talk about Brian Stork. He failed his physical with the Redskins and then reverted back to the Patriots. Listen, this is our our trend continues. By the way, yeah. Two weeks ago, Dennis Kelly. We talked. By the about, way, I I picked up on this. Yeah, well done. Thank you. So what is it? We talked about Dennis Kelly gets gets traded. Yeah. Then we. Uh, by the way, just like. Offensive linemen that just don't We're get... We're not even talking about, like, stud offensive linemen. These are just, like, middle-of-the-road guys. We spoke about Dennis Kelly for a ridiculous amount of time, thinking 
you know, and then we came away from that podcast thinking, you know what, we spent far too long talking about Dennis, Dennis Kelly. Kelly. No one knows that who Dennis Kelly is. <laughs> Next day, the guy gets traded in a trade for Doriel Green Beckham. Which looks like a pretty good pick right now. Pretty good trade. Yeah. Yep. Um, then we mentioned Brian Stork, who uh, we're talking about him coming in and just, you know, we were talking about it in regards to next man up on the Patriots offensive line when there was injuries and stuff and saying how kind of well he fit in. Yep. Then the next second, he's released or traded. And there yep. was all, you know, different yep. rumors. This is this is his, yeah, it's just, so we've just, any backup or middle of the road offensive lineman, we, we don't want them, they don't want to be mentioned on the show. We had Anthony Steen, the uh, backup center from Miami, just reach out to us say, please don't talk about us. I made that completely up, but um, Steeny, come at me, bro. We won't talk about you. I spoke about him now. No, he's dead. Oh, he's Gonski. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Hex on you now, mate. But this is the Stork saga. This he got he got cut, traded, he retired, then <laughs> then reverts back to the Patriots. Unretires and then reverts back to the Patriots. Sorry, mate. He, he I got, missed he, half the story. He unretired, did he? Yeah. So he got he got cut. Then he got traded. Then he retired. Then he didn't retire. Then shows up at the Redskins, fails physical, reverts back to the Patriots, and then the Patriots just waved him. So, crazy. He's got a history of concussions, known as a bit of a hothead, bit of a meathead. So, um, we'll wait and see where he ends up. The, the Patriots, and in the news a little bit this week, they also released Terrence Knighton, who was signed to a $4.5 million deal in March. Sorry. They'll say $1.75 million in releasing him. And then they also... Uh, former Seahawk, uh, former Patriot Brandon Brown, are cut by the Seahawks as well this week. So, a lot of lot of news. I, I never question anything the Patriots are doing. No, they're just methodical and ruthless in the way they go about things. Helps when you win. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. one will judge you if someone runs through their middle of their line in a key, uh, you know, playoff game. Then we might question the Terrence Knighton thing, but I don't see hey, that happening. Everybody was questioning. They let go of Revis. They let go yeah. of Brown. And End then, of the curve. Well, Butler and Ryan stepped up. To I the still plate. think Revis was a little bit injured last year, and I think he'll be a lot better this year. That, w- to be honest, that was going to be one of my bold predictions. He's going to get we'll, torched this year. A little bit Ooh, opposite. Okay. We'll wait and see. We'll see what happens. Um, all right, Forty uh, ers acquired Jeremy Curley from the Lions in exchange for offensive guard Brandon Thomas. Curley, it's kind of been in decline the last few years. Was um, signed by the Lions to be a bit of a depth and slot guy, and then obviously with Marvin Jones developing, things like that. They don't really need him. And then for the 49ers, Bruce Ellington got injured just on Saturday, Sunday, when their game was on. So there's there's concerns about him. So obviously it's just a bit, bit of a debt signing from the 49ers, given that they don't have much talent at wide receiver. It looks like he'll make the roster. And then Brandon Thomas' position as a backup guard was in jeopardy. I'm saying depth and jeopardy and emerging the words together. I don't know why I'm doing that. But Anthony Davis shift to guard. So Thomas can be a guy that um, can help for the Lions behind Lake and Tomlinson and Larry Warford. There's a chance that he might see some time. He was a former second-round pick. The, he was a highly rated guard coming out of Clemson, but just injuries really hampered him. Uh, thoughts on that trade? I do think the Lions get the... The, the, the lion's share. The lion's share. See what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen that somewhere? Was that? I tweeted it. Yeah, mate. That anyway, yeah. No, they did definitely got the... Uh, line share. The line share. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Some of my best work. Um, all right. By the way, the quote challenge is currently at one all. Yeah, we're at one all. Don't give why the vote for that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> no, he's, you, you can't quote your own tweet and get a point. I'm sorry. Why? I no. thought of the tweet. No. It's, it's original content. All right. Ben Watson suffered a torn Achilles in Saturday's preseason game. Went down the first... 
play of the night. Huge blow for the Ravens. He was looking like their key red zone target for them. Um, they signed him on a two-year, $7 million deal. Um, Dennis Pitter, Max Williams, the sideline as well. So Baltimore basically have Crockett Gilmore because Nick Boyle, that is a real person, is suspended for 10 games. So, you know, people, Ravens fans all offseason keep saying, oh, we're stacked at running back and tight end. I don't think stacked is the right re- the right word. You've accumulated mediocre talent. Yeah, you've got a lot of players at the position. Doesn't mean you've got answers at the position. You've You've got players there, but nothing elite. Like, no one's game planning for Crockett Gilmore. Um, like they would for Martellus Bennett or Antonio Gates or Rob Gronkowski or even Dwayne Allen for that matter. But, all right, calm down. You know uh, some tight ends, all right? <laughs> Just I know you, how to find a tight end. Mate, you know a tight end when you see one. <laughs> The now Ra- we're just battling for know, court points. Ra- the Ravens running back, Kenneth Dixon, will be sidelined for four weeks for the torn MCL. <laughs> but he doesn't need surgery. The rest of the episode, we're going to be just, trying to think of hot takes. Just quote for quote blows here from us. Um, but the Ben Watson thing, you, you've got to really worry now about the Ravens' skill position players. Although, Mike Wallace kind of looked all right for the Ravens. Oh, yeah, they're safe then. Pardon? They're all good then. They're all good. <laughs> Mike Wallace has shown a great track record, track record that he can be um, counted on to be a consistent and producer of the position. Very reliable human being. <laughs> All right, let's move on to some, some uh, bigger issues here before we wrap up the show. Um, MM's, MMQB's Albert Breer believes that there's a realistic possibility the 49ers put Colin Kaepernick on ice. He already looks like he is. <laughs> <laughs> for for the season. So it's it's similar to what, they, what the Browns did with RG3 last year because of the injury bonus. If they just sit him at all, there's no chance that he gets injured and that costs them about $17 million against the cap next season. So they could just keep him on the bench all season like happened to RG3 last year. Or they could go with the Jay Glazer, what Jay Glazer reported, and just cut him at the moment. So that's that's the issues with Colin Kaepernick. But I hate seeing, like, even though RG3 has found a landing spot and a good landing spot, despite it being the Browns, he's with Hugh Jackson. He's got a, a level-headed coach that can, you know, help him, like, you know, kind of focus on what he needs to do, get back to football, that kind of thing. I hated seeing RG3 go through what he did last season. I hated it, like, him being shown on the sideline all the time when it should have been more the focus on Kirk Cousins and things mm. like that. I hate when the focus is... RG3 handled it pretty good, though. Like, I'll give him credit there. Oh, no. Yeah. You did. And I think Colin would do the same, even though that... I don't. You don't think so? Think about it. This is Colin Kaepernick. I know, but he's... He's all... already on ice. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing with the ice <laughs> thing. I, I, I'm not taking it literally, Man, but... Man, I'm trying to win the quote, or... Oh, my God. Um, Got him. Are, are you inferring that Colin Kaepernick is on methamphetamines? Just, wow. I'm just reading what's in front of me. Controversial. I'm just reading what in. Speaking of, of controversial, the 49ers put Colin Kaepernick on to ice. <laughs> please. All right. Where do you? I think I've won. Ka- I've won the quote. Or yeah, please, Kaepernick is obviously in the news a lot this week because of his uh, the anthem, sitting, standing, you know, avoiding the national anthem. Mm. What's, what's your thoughts on that? I know there's a lot of flaming hot takes around and right, We don't this, want to dip into it. My but, quote? Yeah. Exactly the same as Drew Brees. Okay. He did the right thing. It's the right thing, but the wrong way to go about it. Okay. I'm more the Ron Rivera approach, which was he said that the anthem and the flag and things like that mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And mm-hmm. that's, that's one of those things. Like the Australian anthem and the Australian flag mean to you or me. It might be different to you know Jeff and Joe around the corner. 
and because of the way that America is built on freedom and people have their right because of how great America is to have the freedom to do what they want, that he's fine with Colin Kaepernick doing that because the flag means different things to different people and he's he's able to express his freedom for a cause that he believes in and that's fine. And I, I, that's similar to what Drew Brees said as well. You know, I think that's the right way to... There's some, been some flaming hot takes and people debating it on television and whatnot all week and it's just completely doing my head in. Uh, all right, let's move on to some more quarterback news. Dallas Morning News says Tony yeah, Romo... Can, sorry, can I just go back for two seconds before you start yeah. rolling. Do you honestly think Kaepernick shouldn't be the backup to Gavitt? I think he should be. I don't. I don't understand why they. I, sh- I understand why they need to ice, like why they're icing him for a yeah. salary cap reason, because that's a huge, huge cap hit for them, and he's not playing. He's a that- cap hit, is he? Colin cap hit. <laughs> well done, brilliant stuff from you. Um, but he's not playing to that value. Like if he does play one snap and gets injured and it costs him $70 billion for that. Like, he's not, he does not look good at all. He, do, he doesn't, he's not playing to his value at, at all. Uh, his arm does not look good. He doesn't look the same quarterback that he once was. It's clear the injuries and the confidence have hit him hard. I, I, for me, I think I'd rather them just cut him now so he has an actual chance to land somewhere. Where would he go? I don't know. How smart did Denver look now, though? Because they, like, and how done do the 49ers look now? Because they could have, like, got a fourth round pick, a fourth or fifth round pick for for Kaepernick, but they wanted something higher. And now Denver are like, you know what? We're happy with Trevor Simeon. Like, and Trevor Simeon looks actually better right now than Colin Kaepernick does, even though the ceiling for Kaepernick obviously is much, much, much higher. But whether you can tap in and actually get that potential is a whole different thing. Still going into it, touching on the Broncos for two seconds, or yep. even even um, the 49ers, I yep. still think going to get McCowan would have been a good option. For the 49ers. Or, or the Broncos. Yeah. I mean, I know the Broncos look like they're set at the moment, yep. but this is still preseason. Like this yeah. is, I know well, they have looks, looked good. Paxton looks like he's got all the tools, even yep. though he's struggling like a little bit with awareness and kind of just the, the yep. feel for everything. But I still think McCown would have been a good. Yeah, and you got to think as well. The Forty ers did end up signing Christian Ponder, so it's not like an ideal backup, but he's a body Dude, there. Can we, Christian yeah. Ponder, just ponder that for a second, mate. Um, no, not giving you that one. That's thanks. Like, no dramas, but. <laughs> It just how smart does John Elway look right now? He's landed Trevor Simeon, who kind of looks okay. Um, Brock Osweiler has looked a little bit shaky. Obviously, played a lot better in in week three preseason. Started to throw the ball a lot better and got that into, hurt you, didn't it? It did, and got into sink a little Mate, bit. Got into sink a little stings bit. Stings in so many ways. Seventy-two million ways, to be honest. Um, but we'll wait and see. But John Elway looks like an absolute genius right now because and the 49ers don't because they now have got this Colin Kaepernick saga on his on their hands you, on and off the field. Don't all you think he's just storm. so lucky at the moment though? Who? Elway. Elway. Everything has just fallen into place for him. Yeah. I mean, know. I know you create... You make your own luck. You, yeah, I know. <laughs> you create your own luck completely. Yeah. But, mate, the guy is creating a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> mate, the guy's a magician. He's a leprechaun. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing in the waters up in Colorado, but it's just it's just working for John Elway. And they've isn't, got Adam Gotzes. Isn't cause made from the water, water from Colorado? From, maybe. Something something good up there. Maybe Luke Charles can let us know what what's in the water up there um, in Denver or Colorado. He's up there at Brecken, Breckenridge working on the snowfields. Uh, all right, Tony Romo's best-case return from a compression fracture in his L1 vertebrae would be after the Cowboys' Week 7 bye. So basically he's going to miss six games and then eight weeks altogether. So looks like Dak Prescott is at least going to start in six games. Thoughts on Dallas 
now with Dak Prescott starting six games for them as a rookie. It um, it's, it hurts a little bit the fact that we traded for Carson and they just <laughs> sat there and got him. However, I think behind that offensive line, yep. I think you, you know Paxton or Trevor Simeon or who knows Colin Kaepernick, they might be born out as well. So I know, even though you know there was a touchdown that Witten scored in preseason the other. Do you see him? Yep. Uh, catch it over the top of yeah, right. Yeah. Now that, in the regular season, if they were playing harder and things like that... Might not have come off. That was a, you know, that's a throw. It wasn't a good throw. No. It just wasn't a good throw. It was deep. And yeah. I mean, I know look, it was a touchdown. A, and he had a pick drop too against Miami. Like, he, look, he's had issues, but he's got, he's got to be happy with some of the stuff that he showed, the poise and all sorts yeah. of stuff. I know it's only the preseason, there's traits. Like, Sam Bradford looked good this time last year, like really good, I mean, he looked good in the week. preseason. So it is tough to... to to judge, but this is the ideal scenario for a rookie quarterback to start in. You've got this amazing offensive line. You've got a 10-year veteran, a 10-time pro bowler. He's been playing longer than 10 years. Jason Witten still got it. The old dad legs has still got it. Des Bryant's playing really well, attacking the ball. And Ezekiel Elliott, like he... He went into battle with Cam Chancellor. I was about to say. He came out on top, man. He just... Absolutely dominated. It was it was an amazing battle. I could have watched them two go at it all day. I wish it was a regular season game because it was thoroughly entertaining. Do they? Do they? I don't think they do. I don't think they do. But um, here we go. Here we go. Have a look. But he he just ran with so much vigor and like Cam Chancellor was leveling him out and Ezek was just dropping the shoulder and standing up in in his face and it was it was so good to see. But look. I'm not changing my expectations for Dallas too much. I know Tony Romo at his peak is a a great player, but like obviously if we're talking playoffs or something like that, obviously it affects how you look at the Cowboys, but I can't imagine the drop-off being right, that right, much. Right. I've got something for you, yeah. right? <clears throat> eight games, was it? Eight games? Six? No, six games, eight weeks, because they've got the week seven bye. That's right. And okay. next week's the week four preseason. That's yeah. it. All right, so I think depending on correct. here we go, depending on how well Prescott plays, yep. do you think they rest Romo a little bit more, bringing him back, now or do they throw him straight in? There was now there was talk about this Drew uh, Tom Brady Drew Bledsoe type situation, which Drew uh, Bledsoe so bled slow. He was very Not slow. slow. No, he bled. He bled very slowly. Yeah. It was a it was a slow football death at the hands of Tom now, Brady. I want I want to know one thing. Yep. I want to know do what does what does Dak Prescott have to do to keep his job? Does he have to win out? Oh, I don't. This is so hard. I. It's just a game by game basis. I, I. I honestly have no idea, because then you also have to think they do not play the Steelers. By the way, the Seahawks is who we're talking about. <laughs> they do play the Steelers. <laughs> they don't play the Seahawks. You had one job, honestly. Might have missed it. It depends. I guess. I'll let everyone down. Whether whether he keeps his job or not depends on a how good Tony Romo is back, how good Tony Romo's back is, and how fit he is when he gets back. His health, and then also depends. There's too many backs in that sentence. Yeah, I know. And it also depends again. You know, winning out like their defense is a mess the first four weeks without any pass rusher. He might have his four best games the full first four weeks and only finish two and two. Whereas the, the last four weeks, he might be okay, but the whole team as a whole plays a lot better. So I'm not really sure the record will indicate it, but maybe his play, like, i got no idea. I like. All right. Now, a little bit of a different scenario. Say he's, what, so it's six games. Say he's five and one. Yep. Five and one. And they decide, you know what, he's playing pretty well. Let's keep him in. Let's rest, rest, yep. rest Tony a little bit more, right? Yeah. So say they keep going and they just let him play at the end of the season. 
What do you do with Tony? And well, it's a similar kind of to an AJ McCarron, Andy Dalton scenario from last year, a little bit. However, they brought in McCarron to kind of learn the ropes behind Dalton. Then Dalton flat out just got injured. No, he killed it. Dalton, no. Oh. Dalton played well. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sorry, Dalton had his best yeah. ever season under Hugh Jackson there. It is it is tough to... There are, sorry, there are so many different scenarios across the league that could happen. That's so ridiculous. So, Trevor Simeon might just come out, kill it. Paxton Lynch is just, you know, he can find a new home. Oh, he, I think he's the long-term answer. Of course he is. Yeah. But then saying that, what if um, Philly goes 13-3 and three with Bradford? Yeah, what do you ma- do with what? Like, you know what I mean yeah. wow it's crazy but the first six weeks the Cowboys play the Giants Redskins By the way, that's not gonna happen. Giants Redskins Bears 49ers Bengals Packers so there's a good chance they could go four and two there Bengals and Packers are hard games but the other four games easily they can win um, win those games with Dak Prescott so it is interesting to see how that will pan out like I honestly got no idea but we'll, have, we'll just have to wait and see it's one of the, the more intriguing storylines and one of the more intriguing offenses to watch week one I can't wait to watch this rookie core um, behind that line against this new Giants defense with Olivier Vernon playing well JPP back um, Oio Digizua playing very well be interesting you know Snacks Harrison in there as well so it'd be interesting in week one but who we'll, would you we'll rather get... Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott or Mariota and Derrick Henry <sighs> Great question. Marietta and Henry. Nice. Good job. Yep. Um, we'll tweet that th- out there. That's a good question. I think press... I know. I, yeah. Hold on. I do my best yep. on the pod. Yep. No, but uh, do you... Um, I, I. Part of me thinks that uh, Dak might be in for a rude awakening. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me if he gets absolutely hammered week one because it's so hard to... That, that transition from... It's just so much faster and harder in regular season. I mean, he goes break. up against a Giants defense that is you know, completely revamped. They've got a decent pass rush, even though the offensive line for the Dallas Cowboys is, you know, the offensive yeah. line. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Their games are always close. The last three games have been decided yeah. by, you know, less it, than a touchdown. Their first game last year was an absolute ripper with that time thing with Coughlin and, and whatnot. So, we'll wait and see how we go. Yeah, obviously, we, we touched on Trevor Simeon. Announced, he'd just been officially announced as the starting quarter, but that was our last little bit of news. So, be interesting to see what happens to Mark Sanchez, who looks like he may be cut from the roster altogether. So I feel sorry. Like he's, he seems like a really nice guy, oh, to be honest. And when he first rocked up to the Broncos, everyone was kind of, you know, supporting him and, uh, yep. you know, getting around him kind of thing. And he he threw a dime to Demarius Thomas in preseason. I thought, you know, that looked that was a good throw. Maybe yeah. something can. Nope. As I said to you last time we potted, I wouldn't mind him as a backup quarterback for the Colts. So I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing that. I. I'm not convinced Scott Tolsey. What do you is. reckon about him behind Dak Prescott? <laughs> it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for the, for the Cowboys to bring in a vet because they'll need someone just to help help with that. Um, and same with same with the Broncos. Like, it wouldn't they, get, they might get rid of Mark Sanchez to get their pick back and get the money, but they might end up signing someone that's been released just as a third string quarterback behind Simeon and, and Lynch because they're not solid answers yet. They're, they're still Simeon is a short-term answer. We're not sure how long he'll last. We're, the questions still remain about his overall talent. But I'm happy. Trevor Simeon seems like a really nice guy. Northwestern kid, seventh-round pick. Um, when we first heard, heard all the news and his name pop up, we just thought it was just August, you know, just so not August, like May, June, July. The typical coach talk. Nope. There's just an open competition yeah, at quarterback. Well, yeah, we just thought it was your textbook standard answer. But it was actually some truth behind that from... Gary Kubiak, and apparently he was Kubiak's hand-picked quarterback. He was the one that wanted to draft Trevor Simeon, so um, it's paid Coops. off. Coops, not Coops. bad. Good not job, bad. Coops. All right, 
That's it for the show. As always, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at JYNFL. Um, I'm at Wood, etc. Are we doing are we doing Snapchat and Instagram? No. We don't have Snapchat. Huh? We don't no, I'm saying no. us. Should, should people contact our, our personal ones or no? It's our oh, private Snapchat. Thing. I don't know. We'll work that out. Um, I want snaps from everyone. Okay. All right. There you go. You can follow Wood on Snapchat. Same Let's, same name. I okay. Think. There you go. Um, just a heads up for our schedule in into the future. We're going to have some betting podcasts later this week. Brought to you by William Hill. We'll have our bold predictions that we do every year with uh, Scott Langford. He'll be back on the show. We'll have our week one lines. We'll have our over-unders for the team win totals as well. And we're hoping uh, to get Colleen Wolf back on the show for our second annual Woot Wine Wolf season preview. But she's a bit busy with a move to to LA at the moment. So we're going to try and squeeze her in, but it's not guaranteed yet. So Colleen, if you're listening to this, please, sending out an SOS. Come on. Come on the show. Uh, Please remember our iTunes review, Madden Competition. You've got a week. Any iTunes review, you go in the draw. And a reminder, check out the Lunar Bowl. You can find us on Wooshka now. We're on Wooshka. Just uh, W-H-O-O-S-K-A-A. Yep. And on iTunes, Stitcher, and Radio Hub. Yeah, enjoy this little bit of the Uruguay anthem. <laughs>